9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Go Plug Yourself podcast. On this week's episode, we have Eloise Marseille joining us. Uh, Eloise has created a graphic memoir called Naked, The Confessions of a Normal Woman, which was just translated into English. It just came out. Uh, so she's on the show to talk about that. It's a Honestly, it's a great, touching, funny, heartwarming book. Uh, if you read it, it's like very much like reading Eloise's journal, but in comic book form. You will get to know her on a very personal, intimate level if you read this book. Um, if you are listening to this on launch day so today november 9th specifically and you're in the montreal area uh you can head to drawn and quarterly at 176 rue bernard and meet eloise and get a copy of the book and have it signed it's happening november 9th at 7 p.m uh if you're listening to this after november 9th which is totally normal uh ask your library about it ask your like your comic book shop if they can order again that's naked the confessions of a normal woman and if you don't live near a comic shop go to powwowpress.com and you'll be able to get the book there uh scott from 90s uh obviously big comic fan joins me as co-host for this one so anyway sit back relax enjoy the show go plug yourself go plug yourself you plug another plugger go plug yourself you plug another plugger go plug yourself you plug another plugger go plug yourself it's time for another go plug yourself Sound bites. Actually, you know what, Scott? <laughs> the show has started. Okay. And I guarantee you that over the course of 280 something episodes, I have some like key sound bites. I just don't ever like grab them mm. out of out of them. I really should. I have the one. The you one. Could, you could make a really good TikTok account. That's what I was gonna <laughs> say. Of just. <laughs> That's what I was gonna <laughs> say. But like now it's too daunting. Like now it's th- like almost three. Well, it's over three hundred hours of audio to oh be like. God. Let me find the thirty seconds. Let that me just comb like through everything and find a good fifteen seconds. Unless we get like a CJEP kid who's doing media studies and we just <laughs> throw him all of those files. It's I like mean, this is honestly, I think this, but this is also maybe an application of AI that I would approve of. To be like, look through my stuff and find. Like this kind of thing. Every time Go. we talk about this thing, that'd be really cool. Though. Yeah, exactly. That's it. That would be an AI application. A lot of AI applications I don't like, and it scares me. That oh, really? one. Yeah, it's. Weird. I think it's cool. I think parts of it are. I think the human like fans of AI are weird. That's what's scary to me. Like you know the finance bros that are like crazy about AI yeah. and how like AI will take over the world. That kind of scares me more but i think ai is pretty neat i think like there's cool like i <coughs> i mean as our guest by the way is a visual artist <laughs> comic book artist Louise marseille uh the art stuff is weird to me yeah. where you're just sort of like i and i don't I've, i've had a couple of like filmmakers kind of justify it where they're like especially if you're an independent filmmaker you're trying to represent what you want to do on film and you're like the process of even like to show to an artist right like so it's like i don't mind if you say if i were to say punch stuff into an yeah. ai and show you as an or artist like storyboarding yeah, yeah, yeah. Using like, this, AI, is, like this is kind of what i'm going for yeah. i'm not going to be like this is my finished product exactly. no artist needed yeah. but as a non-artist i don't mind punching in a description and saying then bringing it to an artist and being like this is what i'm going for so i have a jumping off point because otherwise i only have my words yeah. to like get to like i know scott Uh, so our co-host in this episode is Scott from 90s. Yeah, oh. 
hey. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've done this stuff before. Long time real fans of will remember me. For sure, yeah, exactly. You were on one of our I've most like downloaded. six of these. Most of our, one of our <laughs> all-time downloaded episodes with Men I Trust Whoa. is, uh, if you know Men I Trust, the band. They're, no? They're, they're great. They're you should check them out. Excellent. Oh. Have, I a, will. have a go-to. <laughs> uh, We're cross-linking old episodes now. <laughs> 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 Go back and check out the Men I Trust episode. Um, but yeah, but Scott mm. uses AI to... G- he's A, you're a visual artist in general. Like yep. for, But you use AI to generate the episode images for 90S, the other show. Well, like yeah. And then, like then you, and then you draw over them. Like yeah, you, like I, do it, I do it like... Cool. Because there's no reason for me to sit down and do a bunch of graphic work just for an image that's going to be thrown yeah. away real quick. Yeah, yeah exactly. And it's easy it's, and it's, it's like what the it's episode dumb. looks like on iTunes. It's everybody yeah. sees it in a one-inch version. It's not like, but I'm putting this in my portfolio. It's I like think that's a really good way to use it, like using it as a tool to help you. Like like you said, like storyboarding or mm. just giving an artist ideas or like for using like a this tiny... An icon. An icon for an episode mm. or anything like... I think that's a good way. That's not a scary way of using AI. There, this, is a sa- this is a soundbite. Eloise Marseille, pro AI. Ah! <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no. That is so controversial. No. Why is that controversial? <laughs> I mostly like using AI to like make chat GPT tell me parts of history in the style of Beastie Boy mm. lyrics. Okay. <laughs> or like DMX. So there's lots of, lots of rah. Yeah, exactly. Come at me, Ex- rah. Explain the defenestration of Prague. As though you were DMX. <laughs> <laughs> and I like putting that into the algorithm. So those finance bros uh, just start getting really dumb GPT well, responses. Because I think the finance bros, they scare me because they just want to use AI as like a way to get as rich as possible. Like I saw a guy that had a YouTube channel where he was like gaming and he invented an AI character that replaced him yeah. in his videos. And it's just like you just do that because you want to make as much money as possible with as little time and resources as possible. Yeah, and people and that, that's, were the, that's the thing about AI that like it's always that that whole thing of like when they when they they, they automate anything. Like yeah. I, I, I work in IT where it's like I've seen not necessarily AI, but I've seen like automation replace a lot of people's jobs. You know, and you're kind of like that's never great, yeah. right? You're just like oh, when you're like we we replace checkout people with other like with robots. We replace the mar that Marvel. The McDonald's guys yeah. with robots. Like, you know, you're just like, that's the part that's weird is you're like, if we were working towards a utopia where none of us had to work yeah. because robots were doing all the work, but that's not what's happening. The finance right. pros and everything are like, they're but like, I'm doing this so I don't have to pay someone to do it uh, yeah, for Yeah, I feel like, like they're also trying to push on everyone that AI will replace artists, Yeah, which doesn't translate to what you just yeah. mentioned. Like with, for example, the McDonald's yeah, robots. Yeah, yeah. Like AI can't, in my opinion, I don't think it can completely replace artists because what people like about art is its humanity. Right. And like a computer, yeah, it can like take from like a thousand of different images from the web of other artists and like compile them together. But it's not the same thing. And, of course. and people now people I feel like we're used to seeing AI images and now people can spot it when yeah. it's AI. Which I think is really cool because I but don't think people were expecting they'll that. They'll still get they'll get better. Like that's a thing. It will. Like, it will. It's gonna definitely. like. It's gone. Like it's. And I think that's the, the, the that's scaring me the most is it's like it's getting better so fast. That's true. Like you look like two or three years ago what Mid Journey looked like, and you look at it now. That's true. Like they were talking and about. My my big worry isn't about it repla- replacing true art. Yeah. But graphic design. Art yeah. that is artists rely on to get paid. 
like that's a lot of like, like hey are we gonna that's hire so you to true. do the right. dentine gum ad or are we just gonna make a computer that's make so a smiling true. lady so, if so it's not art yeah. like so if you're an up. artist who like i have i have a passion project and i really want to do this but my nine to five is making logos for elevator buttons yeah. and that's gone so yeah. now That's I have so to get a real true. job. A lot of ad space stuff I'm not, too, for sure. Where I'm not drawing ads, magazine insert ads where, you know, there used to be at least a little creative element mm -hmm. in whatever marketing, mass sales, money-making thing was, but you don't get that mm. anymore. Does it replace the passion projects? I don't think it will. But, but you're does it take right. money from the people yeah. who rely on those kinds of work? to do passion well projects. they just they they, they called they called mcu out on it right the with loki i don't know if you yeah. saw that they called so, them what <laughs> so you, you know loki from the mcu yeah the new season there's like a splash page of like him and it has like a clock and a stairwell and coming behind and they identified which assets they paid for which makes sense like they paid for the clock asset but they're like but it's not the original clock asset it's a clock asset that they fed into an ai and they they could figure it out because the numbers didn't make sense because ai is not great with like text oh my god so they were like they dude. probably took a they paid for a bunch of images off of like getty images or whatever yeah and then we're like shove loki's face in with a staircase na, 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 na. so it is like an ai oh generated image with like at least they paid for the assets of it but you're like but they still took out the designer in the middle you know, True. like they still like they owned everything. Like they own the clock, they own whatever, they own Tom Hiddleston's face. But they were like, a real person didn't put it together. We know that because the clock messed up the numbers. That's so. <laughs> like, and then they were okay, like, okay, I have okay. Now I agree. I changed my stance. <laughs> I am scared of AI now. You're like, I reverse, didn't even reverse. think of that because I guess in my mind, I just like thought in a of AI in like the context of my work and yeah. like I do tattooing and comics mm -hmm. and i think for now we're good on that yeah. front like c comic artists and tattoo artists but i have to agree like designers and just stuff like that just wait until someone publishes a book of flash i'm sure yeah. i'm sure people do it I i'm know sure it exists i guarantee you that's already happened i have but a tattoo artist friend she uses ai to help her create flash but she like sort of you with your icons it's like she's going to generate images and base polish it off like yeah, yeah, yeah. base from these images create new drawings of like for example people dancing and she doesn't like know how to like place them and she'll just redraw what AI yeah. made. Yeah, which I, I think even, that's but cool. even even the AI writing, like we used to like the the David Finch film or David Lynch film that we like <laughs> wrote like messing around in Chat GPT. Like we were like, let's write a weird oh body horror David Lynch movie using Chat GPT with the script and it's like it took a couple iterations, but like you couldn't just be like Write me a script. Yeah. Like it, and, you and need to be very yeah. careful with the words and you then, use. And, and I think that if you're a writer, it's not going to produce you a finished script, but you can put you have enough creativity putting in the prompts that it can become a jumping off point to be like, oh, okay, that's maybe my three-act structure. Maybe I don't like it, but it made me think of something else. And how was the result when you did that little experiment? Not terrible. For real? <laughs> like, but it, it took a couple of, like, we were like, I kept writing the prompt and then writing the little script. It was always meant to be like a three-minute like short, let's yeah. say. And then like change the prompt and be like, no, make it so that like Scott's actually giving birth to a bug, you ah. know, because it's like a David Lynch movie. And then it's like, and then he's talking about this. And it's like, yeah. again, I don't think you'd end up with a finished script, but I was like, you did have something that if someone wanted to, they oh could make a weird god. body horror script out of, you know, like. Oh my god, I'm actually surprised to hear that, yeah. that it wasn't really that bad. Like really, really, really quickly. Yeah. It was like 15 minutes of just 
jerking oh around. God. Yeah, we're like, we're like, no, that's not enough. That's not weird enough. It has to be like <laughs> more, more Kafkaesque, you know, like more Cronenberg, more Cronenberg. Like, yeah, that's it. Just like, like throwing in all these different bits, and it's like, and you, it can, especially if you ever use ChatGPT, like. It's sequential, so it's like it's not like right. once you make a request, the subsequent request, it knows you just made yeah. that one. So you could be like, no, but do it, no, no, no. So it like it I tried a little bit, but I would get so frustrated because I I would ask it to do a little story, mm -hmm. but for me when I tried it, it was really bad. But I blame myself because apparently it's very important in ChatGPT like how you yeah. phrase yeah, your yeah, sentences yeah. Yeah. and everything you give the AI. So my results were pretty bad. So that's what I'm saying is I think there's a there's a road forward I think for artists to if they Live use it as like a start because like it's it, no AI. but that's it it's, right it's, it's like cool everybody on the micro it's terrifying yeah. on the macro yeah like it's, that it's, is so well put but oh that's my it God. it's like the whole thing as like a writer as I mean I know you're like writer and creator yeah. like the the whole like staring at a blank page you can you don't have to if you're really staring at a blank page you can be like tell me a story about a woman in New York who is not sure of her gender identity. And, like, it's not going to be the story you write, but it's, like, yeah. it's not a blank page anymore. It's a couple of ideas, and now you can be, like, okay. Go you might, off You might scrap there. everything that it told you, but it's, like, you can jump past that, like, I'm staring at nothing, and I only have <laughs> ideas. You could be, like, no, write me 500 words about this. I like that part. Yeah. You know, where I'm, like, this is not going to be the story I write, but I'm glad I have something to look at now that might, like, start working. So, I don't know. Um You're here, though, <laughs> talking about AI. No, nothing Not to do with AI. <laughs> a very, like, the traditional uh, print media, like, independent comic book, naked, confession, confessions of a real woman. Normal woman. Normal woman. I was Everyone like, messes up the title. It's okay. I yeah, have yeah. people, a lot of people say an ordinary girl, <laughs> which I think is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> an ordinary girl. Just <laughs> naked. Ordinary girl. And I'm like, yeah, that's basically it. That's Good enough. That's my story. Uh, and so this was published in French. Yes. Before. Yeah. A year ago. A year ago. And then now it's available in English. Yeah. And it's basically, so Scott and I were talking about before we hit record, We were like, oh, Eloise is coming to the show. And even though we didn't know you before reading the book, like we read the book. And so you're like, oh, no, now I, I feel like I know a ton <laughs> about you. And yeah, I have I all, all of this information is available <laughs> to me. And we're like, oh, I can rattle off uh, the first time you had sex and the first time you <laughs> masturbated and, and all that. And you're like, otherwise, though, you're a stranger to me. Yeah. But based on this comic... <laughs> How do you in get into a project like mode like that where you're just sort of like I'm just gonna like put it all out there on the page like you say it even in the in the basically I think the first couple pages of the book you're like this I'm, this is about overcoming shame and I'm leaving it all out there what was mm -hmm. that process like if you're like okay I'm I'm doing this well, and everybody's gonna read it it didn't like really happen like that where I just sat one day and I was like you know what I'm just gonna tell everything share my entire <laughs> sexual history to the world. Mm -hmm. It started like years before I started actually doing that comic where I, I've been doing short uh, comics on Instagram for like I think six or seven years uh -huh. now. And um, it, it was just as an exercise to practice like drawing comics and a lot to practice with color because I have a lot of trouble with color. Coloring is so difficult for me. Um, and basically they, they became more and more snippets of my life and I kind of got used to sharing like more and more and more intimate parts of my life like mm -hmm. I slowly started t talking about dating and like sexual experiences and all the feedback I ever got was positive and 
even more than positive, like people telling me it was super relatable that they had lived the exact same thing, how it was crazy. They, they, they couldn't believe someone else like had gone through that. And that was very good for me as well because I didn't feel as weird going through that and less alone. And it just became very empowering to share those stories on the internet. Then I studied at Concordia. And in mm -hmm. my last year, I had a drawing class where um, I had an entire semester to do one project. And I basically asked if I could try doing a comic. And I, my goal was to do like the longest comic I've ever done before. But in my mind, I thought it was going to be like 25 pages. Okay. I did the 25 pages, very well received in my classroom. Then COVID hit. I, f I graduated, COVID hit, lost my job. And I didn't have anything to do. One of my friends told me I should, uh, she had read those pages and she told me, you you lost your job. You don't have anything to do. You should like work on this again. It's so good. Like when I finished it, I was so angry because I just wanted to read more. And like it finished, the 25 pages finished at like a very frustrating part, I think, <laughs> for the reader because it didn't finish well. Mm -hmm. Like it finished at the point with, uh, I think his name in English is Cunt. Or okay. asshole. No, no. It finished at no, no, that no, no. It's, point. It's cunt. It's cunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think while I was, because I translated it to English and I didn't. You were like know, asshole. Like, You're like not enough. Yeah, I was like, more. should I go with like more, a more like <laughs> chill? And I was like, no, I think cunt is is no, pretty, no, no. It's it's, it's good. really good, and it, it's well. That so that character made me incredibly nervous. Why? Because I read the book last night. Really? And you're just like, I will always hate tall guys with beards. <laughs> and I was like, oh. I don't like know if I can back out of this. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think you're that tall guy with the beard. I think that you're sitting down. I didn't see I you standing up, so I think we're good. I made a point of it. <laughs> Billy. But I was going to say. Oh, uh, but that was a hyperbole. It's not like. No, no. Some, it hasn't happened to me in a really long time, but sometimes when I would walk <laughs> in the streets and I would see from the back a really tall guy and I could see his beard, I thought it was him. Because oh. I think he still lives in Montreal. But I feel that that guy. That guy is a very specific tall guy with a beard, and as soon yeah. as you were and like, and you don't smell bad, you, and that's not as him. soon you as you were like, I was hanging him. out with my sister at Tams. I was like, yeah, that is a tall guy with a beard who hangs out at Tams. Oh my god, it's a, without it's shoes, a, it's a very, you? it's a very specific tall guy with a beard I mean, that I think anyone in Montreal knows. I, oh my god, a tall guy with a beard. Like that. I knew that mentally, but there was still a part of me because the really? book was so personal. Yeah, that I couldn't help but feel personal. Myself, I, I was, was insulted in the book one time. That <gasps> there's one Were panel you? where she's like, "Skaters <laughs> suck in bed," and I was like, "What?" I don't think I said that. You absolutely that do. Specific. You were like a skater. Uh, he was bad. You were like, okay, I even okay, dated okay, okay. a skater. He was bad in bed. But I think, that, I that, think that, that's kind of the joke. <laughs> I know. It's I'm kind of like the running <laughs> joke of like skaters are good at skate <laughs> and nothing else. I am. I and understand. One of my one of my greatest <laughs> friends is a skater guy, and like. I don't know if he's good in bed, but, like, he's very cool <laughs> outside of skating, you know? Fair. But fair enough. That's to, to say that I read the book, and because you were so personal about everything, yeah. that I couldn't help but feel personal about it. <laughs> Makes sense. And I could see that. Like, like we, we said before, it was very strange to go and meet someone <laughs> for, for an interview and I felt like I knew really well because it wasn't an autobiography <laughs> that was like, this is my adventure when I climbed Everest or this is yeah. my adventure. You're like, this is, this is me hanging jungle. out in Montreal and dating. And <laughs> this I was is like, yo, I my know that. This is blow job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It also was like, it was, it was very, very much. It was very affecting. 
really even even though I don't think I'm particularly the target audience. Yeah, I'm being like 20 years older than you and yeah, a dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would say though, but it's but not. I felt it very like refreshing in a way Thank because you. because we have an age difference and not to say like like I said both both <coughs> Scott and I are like he's around 20 years older than you, but. It really, really took me back to like, like we Scott and I met each other in Dawson in the early 2000s. That was like, that's how we're friends. And it, like, it took me back that like how similar a lot of those stories, mm-hmm. they all seemed very familiar. I was like, oh, really? I was like, kids haven't changed that much. <laughs> like being 20 is still it's the same. It's still being 20 and Tinder. <laughs> you know, like like being 20 and and going around yeah. in the city and like navigating, like you said, like a. a a labyrinth of like self-identity and and gender issues and sexuality and shame yeah. and what I'm supposed to be like. It felt very like I was like, oh, unfortunately, th- it's unfortunately, still the same. <laughs> but exactly. But I was like, you were experiencing this like 20 years after Scott and I did, and yeah. it felt very familiar really? to me. Like I was like, oh, that is a very. It's. I guess it's just like a universal experience of yeah. growing up, and I guess maybe, I don't know if it's maybe bec- I don't know. You can maybe confirm or deny. That maybe as an artist you're more like up, like low tech, in a certain way because like there was no like other than porn on the internet and like video chats with, uh, with one of your boyfriends and like Tinder. There, there was no, and like Tinder and stuff. Yeah. Like there wasn't a lot of like this is like cyberbullying and stuff. Like none of that seemed to be because that's the part that always makes me weird about like I don't understand anything about people in their twenties because like I think it's it's very like relationship between people and technology is like very intimate as yeah. well and i think it differs from mm-hmm. people to people like i mean i was in a long distance relationship and i put it like in quotes yeah because he was in quebec city i was in montreal like same time zone yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. two hour car drive away and like it lasted for less than a year because then he moved to montreal mm. And, like, even then, I feel like that was the most intimate uh, part of my life with technology. That, like, I use technology in, like, my – for, like, relationships. Mm -hmm. I don't really have, like, international friends. I don't have friends, like, moved across the world that I I need technology to, like, have a relationship with them. So, I guess that's why it wasn't that present in my book. Because I think it – in I think it's – very like it depends for each yeah, person for sure. i know some some people are like super like all their friends are online they they don't live in the same city or like uh, with a lot of people that like play video games online yeah. they meet mm-hmm. people that yeah, way yeah, yeah, you yeah. know and that's just which i think is really cool but it's yeah, just like never been a, my experience yeah like i know? had a, one of my very very best friends literally just went to california where him and a bunch of the people that he knows online like, all got together in California to go to Disneyland together. And, like, these are people from, like, Boston, Montreal, really? like, Toronto. like. And I was like, oh, what a cool time. That is so cool. <laughs> you know, like, I think that's actually really sweet yeah. that you can meet people that way. And, like, and still be genuine. Yeah, like, like, the friendship transfers. Really good like, friends. Yeah, yeah. Like, very close friends, I think. But I don't know. I, don't, I just think that's never really been my experience. I have trouble, personally, finding connections through screens like even facetiming i have trouble facetiming like i can't do it very long i can't do it very often because i just feel maybe it's because i have adhd i don't know that's like the only reason i can find it's just like i get so 
it's not the same as being yeah. face to face with someone else and I get really bored and I think because their face is like so small on the screen and I just it's I always to, like, have to push do yourself some to be present like, yeah. yeah yeah like when we th- when when the pandemic exactly. hit like we did this show uh, like remotely so it's we could not keep the same. We, and it is not the same like one of the the our, our co-hosts who has moved to Toronto uh, the one who actually did uh, Francois episode Ines she was always like she's like guys I I'm freaking out. I can't. I can't even like. I can't sit there and have an hour conversation with someone on it's the internet. Really She's like, I just hard. can't do it. Because like, you're in your room. Also, yeah, it's like yeah, you're yeah. in your. Uh, well, me when I have like FaceTime calls, I'm always like at home. Yeah, yeah. And you don't like feel the energy of the other person. Sometimes the other person is like has other people in the room with them. So like yeah. the two energies are completely different. It just. For me, I know some people, I have friends that they love FaceTiming. They FaceTime mm. every day. They try to FaceTime me all the time, and I'm like, talk to yeah, for I, five I, minutes, and then I... So many people do it instead of a phone call, and I've never had that instinct. Oh, my God. Like, you like, me incoming too. video call from them. Like, why? Phone Is me. Is it an like, emergency? You need, like, you, I don't need to see your face for this message. I agree. Oh, my God. I am the same. Where it's like, text me. Yeah, yeah. I don't if, know, you need I think me, if you need to speak with me right away, <laughs> a phone call is sufficient. Like, if, unless there's a video component. Like, sometimes my wife will call me and be like, yeah. I'm at the store looking at this. And I'm like, oh, okay. What, do we want this or yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. But I'm like, yeah. otherwise, it's a phone call. Like, one of, the, one of the other hosts of the show, Chris, like, always, always video calls. And I was like, Chris, <laughs> what are we doing? I'm like, I'm at the office. Like, I'm at work. Why are you video what calling me? What do you me? want I could from take a, me? I could take a phone call and no one would know. But now I'm like staring at my phone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like why is Keith talking to this guy on this phone? No. An unnecessary. Like, and I think COVID made me hate it more because it was became the only way mm. to socialize. Where I would be like, hey, if I want to see people. Oh, my God. It has to be this way. And I was like, this is. It's better than nothing, but I was like, boy, this sucks. Is it, though? Like, yeah. I did one Zoom party, and, like, I never did it again. It was, like, in the beginning of COVID, like, the first winter, and I never did it again. Uh. And, I mean, it was fun, but it, it just made me feel m- more isolated. We played, like, I mean, we did the podcast. We kept doing the podcast, obviously, yeah. remotely. Yeah. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons works really good on, uh, online. Yeah. It's like it's a fun like let's get together and play Dungeons and Dragons. There's a little map and you move your little benums around. That works really good. But it was I feel like, like that works well. Yeah, not there was, like there was socializing. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. me the, the point of the Zoom was to socialize. Yeah, no, it was always Jackbox. If you did a Jackbox party, each other, you can't hear anyone there, when there's like too many people, and then everyone stops talking, then it's silent. It's like so. See, that's that's where you weird. went wrong. You need to bring Keith to those because there will be no silence. <laughs> <laughs> Just no, but also the one time the big. So first of all, noted. noted. I thought you were gonna say though because I think people told me that I hosted like one of the all-time. Zoom parties of Whoa. Zoom parties. So, because what oh I did is I, I ended up setting up like four different rooms with the same, everybody had the different links. One of them had like Jackbox, which was more like a game. Two of them were for chilling. And then one of them, we were like, what? it was like a watch along with like a movie. So, and you could kind of go Whoa. from room to room. And everyone was like, that actually felt not bad. If you're like watching the movie and you're like not feeling it, go over to the game room or being like, oh, we're starting to talk. Go into one of the smaller rooms. Whoa. And people were like, that was... I didn't even know you could do yeah. that. So that was that was good. And then no, as no, we were was like, I was getting ready to go to bed and people are like, well, oh, I'm still chatting in the, this room. I'm like, okay, I could still go to sleep in my house. Like, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> like, it's not like a normal party where I have to kick you out. I'm like, you guys are at your own homes. 
stay online chatting as long as you want. That's I'm just so going funny. to bed. The rooms don't disappear because I go to bed. <laughs> yeah. That, I, I wanted to ask you about that. That was one thing that I thought was very weird because, again, reading naked feels like reading your journal, was that I didn't even realize at a certain point you drop a date in 2020 and I was like, oh, this was during the pandemic. And you just kind of, you're like, nope, I'm not, I'm not talking about it nope. in this version of the story. Well, because I was like, I'm already touching on like such difficult subjects. Yeah, so I yeah. really want to get into like COVID and stuff. And also, I think while I was drawing it, like I, when I ended most of it or most of the, the, the book that I drew was during COVID. And mm. I think I was, of course, it affected my mental health greatly, mm -hmm. like everyone. And I think I was like, I am not talking about this. Like, I am doing 100% escapism. I am not touching on the like subject. It'll also be like it'll age weird, right? Like, unless if it's, if, it's not, if it's not about COVID. Like, we, I just said I read this, like, you know, and I was like, oh, it was a lot like when I was in Sejep and whatever. Mm. That, hopefully, the book is still on sale 20 years from now. And there's, like, a young 20-year-old who's like, oh, it's still the same. But if you're like, and we were wearing masks and it was the pandemic, yeah. the, the, the reader will be like, okay, is this about COVID? You're like, no, 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 it's about relationships and stuff. It's like, kind of like watching a movie today where they talk about MySpace. It just feels <laughs> weird. Like, it yeah, feels like, off. Oh, that's from a time. Yeah. It's, like, dated. And also, it didn't really affect, like, the whole point of the book is to talk about, like my feelings towards like events in my romantic and sexual life and mm. covid didn't affect it at all because like during most of covid i was with um my ex so mm. that i i didn't do any like covid dating and like because yeah, yeah. those could have been funny stories of yeah. like zoom a zoom date and how because i know people that have done it there and are it's so like many so, so many funny so stories about that can i can't swear right you I can definitely I, swear. I said you can yeah, 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 yeah. We, we all said it. Because I, I, <laughs> like, I didn't know if it was going to get by, by, by default, on like on iTunes, on everything, I just put like, like, not like not safe for work at all. Every recording we ever did, I'm like, I don't know who swore, who didn't swear. I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to watch the easier, whole thing. It's easier to mark all of the episodes as 18 plus, even if they're not 18 plus. Well, <laughs> what I wanted to say is that Zoom dates look so fucking weird. And yeah. that could have been a really fun thing to talk about in the Not book. Bad. But it just didn't happen to me. And so I think it would have been a whole can of worms to open yeah. and, like, talk about COVID. And I didn't really have to. Yeah. And, like, quarantine and stuff. So that's There's why I one just one kind of, of I want. I wanted to it. ask you about the but Before theme. you go. Before I go. Yes. Does anyone, do you want more water? Do you want more cold soda? I'm good, good. thank okay. you. Carry on, Scott. Uh, the, the, the theme that I got was trying to uh, deal with the idea of shame. Yeah. And I did relate a lot, not to the, um, the specifics of the story. You're, you're, what happened with you was not something that happened with me. But the idea of... Um, verbalizing, vocalizing, and drawing it mm -hmm. in such a public way. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm a podcaster. I record a lot of myself in, in the stories. Yeah. Um, this, this show is the interview show, but we also do one where it's just three of us just catching up and talking about lives. Really? And I, I still, I could see myself doing a comic like yours. I could not see myself publishing it and letting really? 10,000 people read it. Really? How, 
did that work for you? Like, how was it to just say, not only, like, I could, you did it for school, you knew your yeah. classmates, you did it, and you showed your friends who pushed you to go further. What was it like to take the next step to be like, this is out, this is out there whenever someone Googles my name? It was really nice, actually. Like, yeah. when I, it wasn't finished when I had sent it and I, I had sent it to Pow Pow and that they accepted to publish it. It wasn't over yet. And um, even after, like, I knew it was going to be published, it didn't really change my creative process, really, um. because I, I just kept doing the same thing. And it felt really good to write like personally like it was quite therapeutic to like revisit these stories and kind of like put them on paper and I made a great effort during the entire story because I do talk about other people and I wanted yeah. to stay respectful for most of them except cunt but even then I think I was really nice I with how I spoke about him your, your story is your story and you can say but I just story, I didn't want like for example, like my ex, like we have a great relationship to this day. Mm -hmm. We ended it in great terms. And I, I was, I really wanted to be careful not to like hurt people, people's feelings or say things that people would think was unfair. So I, my solution to that was to always stay in my emotions, how, what happened, how it made me feel. Because to me, that's objective. Like right. that's just how I felt in that moment. It doesn't like, and like it doesn't tell you anything about that other person or maybe it does but i'm just telling the events and just how they made me feel i'm, I'm not saying like they were ve like I, I i was basically what i'm trying to say is i was yeah. very careful with the language i was using for that so that i'd say that was maybe the part that i was a bit more scared of was like no but i think um, you succeeded in that thank you thank I you so much i don't have a lot of like impressions of anyone that aren't reflected in through yeah, you. Yeah, but I think that that was something that was quite important for me to for the entire book to really stay in my perspective and um because in the end that's what it's about. It's about like my feelings, how I deal with my shame, like the escape of shame kind of and I think like to answer your question, I think it's kind of a boring answer, but for me I think it was just very easy to share all that stuff because I know for some everyone we have very different relationships to our own sexuality and I've always been very outspoken and for me speaking about stuff that is taboo is something that I really adore doing that I had been doing for a long time on Instagram that I've had I've had only had positive reinforcement from doing that because I only had good feedback and people telling me I'm helping them and that they feel less alone and also, it's fun. I didn't expect that, but when I, after I published it, and still to this day, I feel like ever since those stories are out there, they don't belong to me anymore. It's like they're not mine. And that is so liberating and so, like, it's just very freeing for these stories. I'm like, that's not mine. Was, and the, also was the bit with your mom like, like a gag or that's true. No, no, no. Cause I was going to say, cause you were, you were saying you're like, you're like, Oh, I don't care that it's out there, but your mom being like, just don't make it a comic. And you're like, ah, don't do a comic about this, <laughs> which that exact thing happened. So how does she mom. feel about it then? Is she like, uh, now that you're I think like she's extremely proud. And what's funny is I expected her to be my worst critic or not my worst critic, but 
she works like she's a lawyer. Mm -hmm. She's a very not only is she a lawyer, but she's like very successful, and it's it's a world that is very judgmental and very very like has precise rules that you need to follow. And I, you can see it in her personality that like she kind of. I notice because I'm very close to my mom that mm. like she kind of censors herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even when there's no one around, we're just it's just me and her. I can see that she's still because she's so used to doing it. So I was kind of afraid of sh she would You're feel like, like there would be repercussions yeah, on yeah. her of me publishing this. And actually, in like the the beginning of the book, like where you thank people, I wrote. Um, thanked a bunch of women in my life and at the end I said mom I love you I know you're gonna hate this <laughs> have a good read but, the, but, like, but she actually loved it I was she gonna was say my good, biggest good, fan good parents are the best like I had the the same maybe not the same but like I it took a while for me to tell my dad that like I had a podcast let alone really? two of them and they're stupid because I was like like I was like okay because my dad is like I was, my, I was raised religious I was raised mm. as a Jehovah's Witness I'm not anymore. Really? I was kicked out. My dad is still one. And I was just like, I was like, oh, boy, my dad is not going to. Oh, my I was like, my dad's God. not going to enjoy these shows at all. Like, we have everybody on. And then, like, and then when I did, I was like, dad, I have a podcast. He now listens every week. And he's always like, he'll be like, like he's like, oh, that was a good one. And I like that. And I'm always like, wow, we got really weird in that one or whatever. Like, what? And he That's just so is cool. super supportive and, like, listens to every episode now. And I was like, oh, That's man. That's so cool. Yeah. So, like oh I was saying, like, you never know. Like, I feel that part of our parents are maybe – ashamed but i feel the part that's like proud is way bigger i agree you know if they're like they're like hey, you're like that's not what i would have done but i'm still very because <laughs> i feel like sometimes also with our parents like i'm sure it does it happens to you guys even if you're older than me like mm. sometimes when i'm with my parents i feel like i regress to like when i was a kid or a yeah, teenager they're still, like, you're like they're, you're they're like you're, you're they're your parents oh my god they're i am the most immature uh emotionally stupid person ever <laughs> with my parents and same with like my brothers and my sisters like i get i regress i am 15 year old eloise like <laughs> immature as hell and uh i think sometimes it's since i we have like that perspective with our parents it's kind of like we don't give them enough credit yeah that like they're very complicated people. Yeah, they're, they're not people. just our they're, parents. Yeah. Like they're very very complicated people. They're their own person. They're also yeah. mom and dad, but they're also like there's a whole experience that we yeah. all, we have no idea. Of, and like, I think that's like, of course, there maybe even if like she didn't like my book because I think well that's what she told me that she absolutely <laughs> loved it and I think it's true because she gifts it to everyone yeah, every yeah. time some of her <laughs> friends or her colleagues like at work she gives it to people and <laughs> every time she gets like feedback from it she sends it to me like that she's really really proud and um, i completely forgot where i was going with this but that's, saying, that's not super surprising because at the end of the book someone who doesn't know you yeah. sees you as the hero of that book yeah like you're very yeah. much the hero of that book and yeah. for your for someone who does love you and knows you for your yeah. whole life, of course they would be like, this yeah. is the best thing yeah. ever. But it I think also I sense. was afraid to like, um, for her to be sad reading it, which I think she was. Cause like there's some parts but for sure. Like, and I think that, the, and, I, and even if she was sad, I think it, I mean, I have no idea about your mom, but I'm just saying, but if I was a parent, I would still be like, Oh shit. I, oh my God. I wouldn't want my child to have gone through this. Oh and, if, my God. and if there was something I could have done, 
to avoid some of this shame, to avoid some yeah. of these like some of these weird like barriers that you've created for yourself, like yeah. that would be the part that I would be like. I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm sad that she's talking about watching porn. No, that would not bug me at all. I would be like, oh, that we made an environment accidentally, you know. But like, I think also it's like she was or un- unaware of it even maybe. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think for her it was more that I I was in a lot of pain and she didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. I like all the stories that I publish or most of them, maybe not the ones with the communists. Like I don't think I told her those <laughs> ones, but like every Dear time mom, it, that I had, a <laughs> I went to a communist manifestations by accident. <laughs> but who has I think it <laughs> there was an anar- there was an anarchist manifestation uh, going down through Point Saint Charles, which I, where I live, and I was like, mm-hmm. "What now?" Like I was so confused. Eh. I was like, like I've never seen a manifestation go down through Point Saint Charles to Me begin neither. with, ever. And then I was just I was like, "What the heck is this?" And it's the black and red like anarchist flag that was there, and I was like, "And I know that there's a black and red flag." That is related to Ukraine, but it wasn't that one. I looked it up. I was still like, I was like, what is this? They're like, branching out. There was only like 30 or 40 people. And just like, there's like a police car in the front, a police car in the back, and like 30 or 40 people just like wandering down Hibernia Sometimes Street. Sometimes I, I was forget. Like, what? I forget that happened to me. Like when I was translating the book, I reread that part. And I was like, oh my, holy fucking shit. That fucking happened. And the worst thing that I don't really like precise or like uh, talk too much about in the book is that during the manifestation fucking the dude like that I was dating didn't come to see me Yeah, you, I you, was you alone kinda, the you kinda, entire you, time you kind of allude to it you're oh, like yeah. yeah he ditched me there bro <laughs> there were 25 people there and like I couldn't find him because he had like a uh, bandana like yeah. hiding his face and he like fucking not only did he fucking manipulate me into going to a calmy manifestation <laughs> but he fucking didn't even like Walk with yeah, me walk at next least. Yeah, would be like, hey. I was, and, oh, So man, this show is I actually a communist that. show, and now yeah. we're going to get you. No. Let's go. <laughs> we oh love my God. No, so uh, there was something else. Oh, yeah, we, we had actually, we had on the show a couple years back um, someone who was, like, nominated for, like, the Governor's General or whatever award Whoa. in translation. Whoa. Like, literally for, like, translating uh, French... French theater works and stuff was what she was up for. So I was very, since that episode, I've been very keen on translation because it's, usu- oh. it's usually someone else who has to now work with an artist yeah. and figure out intention and, and, like, and, and, and certain wording and how we're going to work with. Because like, where she usually, she works with a couple of playwrights specifically. Mm-hmm. So she's lucky enough to be like, I can... Be like, what's the tone of this scene? What's the intention yeah. of the scene? It's not just a translation of like, I'm translating something from a dead guy from 200 yeah. years ago, which is insane. But you did it all yourself. Yeah. So, like, how was that? You're basically, like, rewriting the whole book, and you're like, does stuff still, like, land in the same way? Because I know what, we yeah. have a lot of, on this show, we have a lot of comedians, and they talk about how you can't, you can't tra- translate a joke word for word. English to French or French to English. So how did that... Well, Because you were still like refined the, by your panels, right? Or did yeah. you change, like... Well, that's like the reason why I wanted to try translating it myself is because there's so much humor in it. I was really afraid that, like, we would lose a lot of the jokes, mm-hmm. which probably would not have happened. But I don't know. I was kind of anxious. Of but it like, might have landed in a, the way not that you wanted, right? Like, But even then, I could have... Like, you the, could have edited The parts it. Yeah, that yeah, I didn't yeah. like, I could have just said, like... 
to no, change not, them, yeah. you know. But I, I think also I wanted to try it because actually when I started it in Con at Concordia, the first 25 pages were all in English. Then I translated them in French. Then I finished it in French. Now I retranslated it. If you had a pure English translator, Poo Poo would not have been in there. Yep. <laughs> I did. I thought about. Part. I thought about changing that, but I didn't know. Like I couldn't find the like. It's better that it's a French term, though. Like the like, uh, like what is maybe? poo poo? Maybe how do you say like parents? When you guys were kids, did your parents say penis and vagina? With pee pee and vv. So pee pee and vv. With okay. with my my son, it's it's junk. 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 Yeah. Don't That's forget good. to wash your junk. Wash your junk. Wash your junk. Well, me was poo poo and zizi. I didn't know VV was a thing. Yeah, maybe but it's English. Hoo ha, hoo ha. <laughs> zizi, like that's that, that's I think that's the American but that's one. ZZ is uh, hoo -ha. ZZ is really <laughs> weird because I've not to say never it's heard of French. it. It's very French. It's very French, but it's specifically uh, Haitian. Really? It's, yeah, yeah. yeah someone I didn't like, know because so our dog's name is Zelda, and my wife often called her like ZZ, and oh, oh. one of our like Haitian friends was like. Yo, that's like straight up penis. Like that's you're just you're just calling your like everyone says zizi. What's yeah, funny yeah. is that in France, zizi is a uh, vagina. Weird. There's a I switch. don't know. I don't know. There are poo poo uh, <laughs> in French. <laughs> but yeah, but like I was like poo poo would have been something else, and I was like, especially as a like as a bilingual, I was like, ah, oh, that makes total sense. <laughs> but I don't know. For I think f honestly, for translating the jokes, I didn't have very. Something that was very nice, actually, is that they really worked in both French and English. And mm. one of my favorite jokes in the entire book, that's kind of like a play on words, works both in French and in English. So I was it's like three panels where it's like I, invi I wanted to have like my first one night stand. Yeah. And in French, it was... And in English, it's the same. He came, he came... And then, oh no, he venu, he venu, he parti, he came, he came, then he left. Yeah. And it works. That I was so, so happy. Because I didn't Especially know how. Especially because there's like a timing. You're like, yeah. I can't, I'm, not, I'm not changing the art here. I need yeah. to hit the timing. The I had to change one drawing. Oh. Because it didn't work in English. And it was a, the sharp, I, I, it was a drawing of, um, where I, it was written at the top of the panel. I'm not the sharpest crayon in the box. Yeah. And in French, I had written, it's very, very Quebecois, but it was, I'm, I was not the most defrosted pogo in the box, but that just doesn't nope, exist that doesn't at all in yep. English. Paul pogo le plus defrosté de la boîte. So then I changed that there. That's That was the, like, the most, the most Quebecois is, I still think brush that like, <laughs> translates to hold on to your hat, but I'm like, yeah. staple your toque is... Not the same as holding on to your hat. It's yeah. so much more intense. <laughs> <laughs> Has the reception been different in English and in French? I don't know yet because it, it's like a f like my launch this is this week. Yeah, it's, it's this November is coming 9th. out on Thursday, and it's at Drawn and Quarterly. It's at it's with Pow Pow Press. Yes, but, but where the is launch it is at yeah, it's at La Petite Librairie. La Petite Librairie. Drawn yes. and Quarterly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I say. I was like, I think it's Drawn Quarterly if I remember everything right. So yeah, it's officially out. So this comes out on Thursday, and if Eloise sounds... But it's still, it's already in the libraries, but yes. officially... But officially, but, you, but if you go to Drawn and Quarterly this weekend, you could meet you and sign a book and all yeah. that. Yeah, this Thursday. This Thursday, at what time? 7 p.m. 7 p.m. So this comes out Thursday morning. So if you're like a subscriber who's listening to it like live... <laughs> 
get there and you're November in, and 9th, you're, and 2023. You're, exactly. That's it. You're, you're, if you're around and you're in <laughs> Mile End like, Plateau, go to Drawn and Quarterly <laughs> and get the copy and get it signed. It's a yeah. great read. Scott, do you want to move on to five questions or do you have more, more questions? Uh, no. no. Yes, I have. Like, I could talk about this for a long time. We're, both, like, we're both big comic book guys also. Like, yeah. like the, just, just in general, I, I grew up reading <coughs> a lot of, like, indie comics from, like, Oni Press and Slave Labor Graphics and all that. Scott's more of a traditional comic guy which i got into like later in life i was like what's marvel about and now i'm like reading a ton of marvel comics that i like was too cool for in high school which is weird because that's when i switched more to really to <laughs> yeah, exactly and, yeah. flipped over flip side so, like, reading reading your thing made me think of uh hiver nuclear which is another translated montreal can you repeat hiver nuclear oh, the, the nuclear yes, winter yeah. nuclear yeah, winter yeah, by, yeah. by cab and I interviewed her for the website like years ago when yeah, like that first book came ten out. Years ago, yeah. probably. and I was like, "Oh, this is like that without the apocalypse." <laughs> it's like really? a weird personal dating in Montreal by a francophone female artist. I mean, I've <laughs> started it. You found it? I haven't finished it yet. It's in my pile of books that comic books that I've all started. Yeah, it, it made me think of it a really? lot. Just without, you know, then. Nuclear yeah, Holocaust. I really take it as a compliment. We've been. I so I've been talking about the book. I was telling people yeah. at work today, like this is what I'm doing, and this was the book I read last night. And a lot of my coworkers were like, "Where do I read it?" Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, for I can't talk about how it was received in English yet, but I know in French it was very well received. Uh, you also. Like what's kind of nice, I will add, if you're, we have. Most of our listeners, full disclosure, are in Montreal and Toronto. That's where our listeners are. Hell so yeah. I was going to say it's not an ultra, ultra Montreal experience either. So if you're a Toronto listener, there's like two or three things that you'll be like, but you should know what the Tams are. And there's some and I think that's about Montreal, it. but yeah, it's, yeah, not, yeah. it's not like reading, I don't know, Paul à Québec, where it's like... If you don't live in Quebec or like, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. so you're missing so many like references. I think it's like you have like the Mont Royal. There's like a few East. That's it. There's a few like e like they're more like Easter eggs for Montreal. Saint Poutine. People, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. like that's pretty. It's, it's not, not a. They're not focal points of the story. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah. But I think <laughs> I've had very very great feedback from people who who've read it, and also something that surprised me that I was really happy about is that earlier you mentioned that like you weren't my target audience yeah. and I expected my readers to be like people uh, around my age, women like in my mind it was from s like 16, 17 to like 30 and by going to festivals and signings and all that stuff I realized that actually like there's a lot of men I'd say almost 50% of the people that read my book are men which really surprised me because yeah. on on my social Wait till media you hear about it's all, all women of the other comics but it's like <laughs> and it, there's a lot of like very like older men like 60s 70s that mm. read my book and they were like oh my god I saw myself in your character and that really surprised me because I don't know in my in my head I feel like women were more used to projecting ourselves into male characters and men are less used to it now mm. more and more because there's more and more movies so i expected men just to not feel like 
called out by my book and I was very pleasantly surprised that I was wrong the, about that. The scene with you and you were at summer camp. Yeah. And you got wasted with the boy <laughs> and woke up by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I was like a hundred percent in your shoes in that story going, I remember that when true? that happened to me. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. Are you kidding like, me? Not, oh my God. Not the jungle gym and not summer camp. Were you but in but the woods? No, but I was somewhere that I wasn't home. Really? Like I was, I was gone. I, I started off at a, a bar, ended up at a party, ended up with someone, thought it was great, woke up in like way out in the East End in someone else's apartments in, in a bed by myself. And I was like, I've been there. That's where to go. That's, that's me right there. That is, it's like and, the worst and like, feeling. And You're so confused. Of, instead of leaving to go find the person who left you there, which was such a hell yeah moment, <laughs> I had to walk out and then look for a bus stop that had a... No. a takes you to this metro. Yeah, because you're like, I need to get back to the metro. Otherwise, I can't get home. I don't know where no. I am, but I know that this bus Did will take me to a metro. Did you know the, like, whose apartment? No. Nope. Are you kidding yeah. me? I that had that, is I had awful. that story, but the girl was still there. <laughs> At least. So, like, like, what? You woke up, like, I where the I fuck I, I? I blacked out at Cock and Bull, R.I.P., the real, the real Cock and Bull, before it became, like, a video bar. Like, uh, like the only—it's the only time I have a genuine like memory blank from any substance. Once, one that time, to you once. W like I've, I've been hazy on things, yeah. but I was like, I was at Cockenbull, and I was like, I woke up and I was I like, I don't blinked. know, I don't know where I am, but I was like next to the girl and was like, but you were at Cockenbull, so I can like, <laughs> there's, a, I understand at least what happened. But then I was like, I got to get to class and like. What? Came like like got down the steps and like looked around and it was like somewhere in like Ashlaga or whatever. I was like, I don't know where I am. What the fuck? I was like, yep. maybe like 18 years old. I was like, I grew up in the suburbs. Also, like I literally was like, I don't know where I am. Oh my god! Like, that what I, year is it? Yeah, <laughs> I, I was like, <laughs> like like find, oh find that god. bus stop. This bus takes you to Jean Talon Metro. I am on the wrong side of the planet. Yeah, and like, what? The, like my eh, and Jean Metro is like the worst metro in the yeah. world. That was, and oh like, God. especially as a like as a suburb kid, I knew like I knew Verdun, I knew like NDG, and I knew downtown, and that was like my Montreal bubble bubble of like everyone I knew was in that little oh like vicinity. God. So to be like way the hell out there, I was like, ah. At least you were in Ushlag. You weren't in like my legs or something like so far away. Like yeah, at least you was, were pretty close to like there downtown. Was, like, a, as soon as you found a subway, I was like, oh, I'm on. I'm actually, turns out I'm like on the green line. Oh my just God. really far away on the green line. I whatever. don't think that's ever happened to me because at least when that happened, I knew where I was because I knew the <laughs> camp, you know, and it's kind of this like closed a ecosystem, you know. That's never happened to me. But like waking up and genuinely have no, having no clue where I am. That must see, be the, terrifying. That wasn't the scary part. It really? was. It was the why am I by myself? I'm sure yeah. I was here with someone before. That's true. That was the like. What's the apartment? See, I, empty? I had the reverse though. No, there was, like other roommates. Another yeah, another <laughs> roommate that. No, the what? person who lived there was there. Okay. The girl that took me there was like her bestie. And she had bailed. No? Did you know where she was? She was like, oh, yeah, she had to go to work or something because <laughs> her friend was, like, 
covering for her. Just and I was like, that's the kind of thing where you wake up the strange. Yeah, you, you tell the stranger like, you, you have in your to go room too. to leave too. I also, no, her friend made me awful. coffee. Oh, <laughs> that's sweet. At least that's kind of nice. Coffee? Sure. Okay, I have to go now. Oh not, my God. So even though that was still not, I think, the, my weirdest drunken wake up, my weirdest drunken wake up where I was crashing. <laughs> Crashing at a party with a girl that I was seeing, so that was fine. Like, it was okay. But in someone else's bed, <laughs> who was not supposed to come home because they were overseas and uh, came home early. No. <laughs> so it was like this dude just comes in and is just sort of like, hey, man, what are you doing here? <laughs> and I'm like, with this girl, like, you're not supposed to be here. You're not and he's supposed like, <laughs> Yeah, they're like, your roommates told us you weren't home for like another couple days. <laughs> And he's like, what? "Well, I'm home now." And I'm like, "I look at the like I looked at the clock. And it was like 7 a.m. And I'm like, well, the metro's running, so I guess time to go. Oh <laughs> my <laughs> like, time God. for me to leave your room. Like he wasn't mad or anything. Like that it, guy. That's what I was gonna say. That guy sounds really chill. No, I but it was like, but it was clear. Pissed. It was clear <laughs> that it was like a like the wreckage of a party afterwards. Yeah. Like like he came home at like 7 a.m. <laughs> this is You're like not this supposed to be here. Yeah, this is like peak like Sejep party. Like there's oh probably people on the couch, probably whatever. It's I don't think like and he really wasn't. He was like overseas. Yeah. Like it wasn't just like coming home from work. He was like out of the country. <laughs> I just can't believe you told him you're not supposed yeah, to be here. Yeah, and I'm like no because well, because I'm like here because now, we were like we so were like we were we were looking to like get a cab or whatever and his roommate was like, "Oh, like stick around. So and so isn't here like there's yeah, a bed for crash. you guys okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're like okay cool we'll change the sheets like we were going to be very like it would again this was i have to agree though if it wasn't cgep times i probably would not have been pissed but 27 year old me yeah would yeah, 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 yeah. Be pissed oh i'd be today. so i'd be so angry like especially after like he was genuinely like i want to say he was in like peru or something like it was like a long enough flight oh, and shit that he was like from a flight. oh what's Two like why are there two people bed. and I didn't like and I knew the roommates I didn't know him very well <laughs> like, like sorry man I guess I'll strip uh. the bed uh. <laughs> like I'm trying to think what's I don't know me there, was, had a there was a roller derby tournament where a skater got locked out of her room okay and crawled into bed between me and Patrick that what? was pretty wild like the, the plastic, plastic Patrick, Patrick? Yep. there you go Noted That's drag so queen funny. plastic Patrick. So yeah, cool. two announcers in a bed, and she's just like, "I lost my key. I need to sleep." <laughs> Crawled in between the middle of us. Like, like, this is wild, but it's okay. That's so funny. <laughs> you have to tell keys. me which skater. <laughs> I will, but I'm not going to say. Yeah, it on no, the fine. <laughs> I, I was like, skater names aren't real names, but I'm like, hey, they are on this show. There's yeah. enough skaters to listen. Uh, um, so we close off every episode with uh, five questions. So it's the same three questions we ask to every guest. Question number four is a question from our last guest to you without knowing that it was you. Uh, and then question number five is what question do you want to ask our next guest without knowing Whoa, who the next guest is. Fun. Thank you. Uh, here, Scott, question one. Oh, man. Oh, you don't have to read if you're okay. Question, the second question one. The second question one. Yeah. What is your hottest take? Of like the moment. Like your hot take of the moment. You're like, it doesn't um, have to be your hottest take all time. News, politics. You're like hot, oh God, hot take. Taylor Swift. Yeah, it could be completely. Uh, okay, I know. I'm ready. If Taylor Swift, that's what you inspired me. I am oh. not <laughs> a huge Taylor Swift fan. I don't listen to her music whatsoever. Not but I think... 
if you outwardly absolutely hate on Taylor Swift, if it's like someone asks you, oh, do you like Taylor Swift? And you're like, ew, no, I fucking hate her music. She sucks. Nah, nah, nah. I think it's a little bit of a red flag because uh-huh. she is like, I like me personally, I don't like her. I don't enjoy her music, but I still like really respect her as an artist. Like, right. I mean, she is. It's like insane what well, she we, does. We, she we, is like a professional athlete that sings. We, we, talk, like we talked about her on one of the other shows where I was like, the fact that she was doing like two and a half, like was and is, like two and a half hour shows. I'm like, say what you For want. What? I'm like, like, you have two, to get. The next two years? Yeah, like give respect. Five nights yeah, a yeah, week? Yeah, yeah. You're like, like, get up there. for. T- I, there are very few bands I've ever seen that have played more than two hours. And she ever. has like a gazillion songs. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's just like she's, and I'm pretty sure she writes most of them. Yeah, she's not she all ha- of them. She has, well, she has a songwriting credit on all of them. Like but she has collaborators, obviously. Yeah, but, like but I think, so I think that even if I'm not, I really don't enjoy her music at all. Maybe some like, are bangers like bad blood is a banger yeah. i'm sorry objectively there's there's I, like full earworms catchy songs yeah i'm still respectfully saying that opinion that i don't really like if you her hate music. her there's something but wrong. i feel I like when right. people go like oh yeah i fucking hate her that it's kind of giving i don't like women just because it's like she her fan base is all women basically mm. It's like very f- a feminine point of view, and mm-hmm. it's like she's a she's known to be a feminist. So for me, when people like go out and like really, and both I've seen both men and women be like guilty of that. Like yeah, yeah. when I see women do that, I'm like that. It's like it's giving. I'm a cool girl. It's giving. I'm not like other girls. I want to <laughs> look different, and it's just <laughs> I don't like that. And it's like. Even if I'm not uh, her biggest fan, I really. When you said I'm a cool really girl, I was like, no, that's Tovalo. That's a Tovalo <laughs> song. <laughs> so that's my hot take. I get it. I think yeah. I th- I would agree. I think that if you're like hardcore anti Taylor Swift, that's a bit of a red and flag. And I'm talking about like the music because she is like to blame for a lot of stuff. Like all the, she's like very like. <laughs> In my opinion, I I'm so scared like Taylor Swifties <laughs> will come for me. But it's I feel like sometimes it's, it's good like for our downloads though. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like very, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, but a very capitalist. Yeah, it's like very Americana. Like it's yeah, very like the jet plane stuff. Yeah, that, like she, like there was a big thing about her and jet plane. So it's like if you criticize that. That's fine, and that doesn't count in what I'm saying. But me, it's like really for like the artistry and the music. If you like outwardly really hate on her, I'm like, eh, yeah, and a lot of the songs weird. are catchy as hell. Like it's like it's you. It's pop music. It, it is made it to be enjoyed yeah. by as many people as possible. It was like catchy. so. Um, we go to Oceaga every year, and I was like, like I had no, not to say interest, because I was like. Billie Eilish was one of the headliners. Really? And I was like, I was like, there's no way I would normally like go watch Billie Eilish. I'm never gonna pay to go see her at the Bell Center. <gasps> but like watching her set from like very similar, full. She played an hour and a half, an hour or something, and I was like, oh, you're like an amazing performer, That's amazing singer, ask. magnetic on stage. I'm like, I have to this oh, day still not God. like I'm. She's not on my playlists, but I was like, oh, this show is. She's like, not. I love Billie Eilish I'm, so it's, much. But that's it. But was like, as a non-fan, <gasps> was still like got spellbound for like a, yeah. an hour. For, 
T-Chad also. T-Chad mm-hmm. was like, fr- like one of our friends was like freaking out. He's like, this is one of the best shows I've ever seen in my really? life. Really? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that's awesome. I'm yeah. so happy to hear that because yeah. I love she her music. She was unbelievably she's good She's so live. young. Yeah, also. She is so young. Like, if, if nothing else, you can say that they're doing it themselves. Yeah. And they're not just a... A, like a physical part of the product. That's it's being not like a boy band situation yeah. of yeah. like where whoever shadow producer somewhere. Fifteen people write the song and produce it, and, and just then you put go bah, someone bah, pretty bah, in front bah, of bah, it. Bah. Yeah. I just had another hot take. Can I share it? <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna get destroyed. Of course. I think poutine is overrated. <gasps> Yeah. You know what I had the thought? Well, thank you very much for joining us. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. So do not it's, buy her book. It's, it's <laughs> Never mind. Don't go at I had Total sellout. <laughs> I had a similar take like, like within, within the last week or two. about. I was just sort of like, I'm like, you know what? I was like, we really overdid it with bacon. But like, oh. I was like, I was like, we put it on too much. I'm like, it was really good. And now I'm like, oh, bacon too much do you think so i think so i, I remember think like Scott, in 20 did we overdo it with bacon yes but that doesn't stop bacon from being good it's yeah, still good it's still good but i'm just sort of i like don't i don't need it in a lollipop no yeah. exactly exactly do, but you, know, I'll do take you guys it remember it. where like in 2014 2015 people were like obsessed with bacon and mustaches yes I mean, Were you there? I was, respon- <laughs> I was responsible for it. That was me I, too. Oh, dude, I, made, I participated I made, in that. So, stuff, like twenty-some like, odd years ago, I made a made-up holiday in between Christmas and New Year's no. called Keithmas, and celebrating <laughs> it, and celebrating like eating bacon was like part of it. And this was like early. That to sounds mi- like a made-up thing. <laughs> Which was important because <laughs> we covered that he was a Jehovah's Witness, <laughs> and oh he wasn't God. allowed to have holidays. So oh I God. like. I that w- makes so much when sense. When I was in Sejep, I was like, I'm going to throw a holiday in the middle of the two holidays Keith and miss. name it after myself. And we've been doing it for like 20, 23 years. Including over Zoom. Oh, my God. Including that over Zoom. That sounds like a, a like <laughs> but grilled cheese friends made up holiday it thing. It is. It's so funny. No, there, there are a couple of black people that show up. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> it's oh, not as bad friends. as friends. Also, we're not weirdly homophobic all yeah, the time. Yeah, that's what I was going to so say. Also, also oh, my God. That's what I was going to say. Also not like friends. We like gay people. Exactly. And trans yes. people. Yeah, yes. friends is, is fun to rewatch, but with Ooh. all those, like... Lesbian and trans uh, people jokes, kind of weird. It's their like it's I've I have I have a couple friends who are like they rewatch it all the time. Really? Like it's their go to bed show. Like they're mm. like they kind of like put it on. I, yeah, it makes sense. And, and they're like they're like every single time they're like the homophobia is they're like it's it's not just that it's there it's that it's in every episode like every every episode is like. What like a gay guy? And you're like, what are we doing? Like, why is it in every episode? Like every character, especially like every more specifically, every male character is so terrified that they could be perceived as gay that they need to comment and, on it. And twenty two like, episodes a season. And I feel like also like their sexuality is cons- constantly, or like their manhood is constantly questioned by lesbians. Like with yeah. Ross and his ex-wife yes, as a lesbian, and it's like, he's less of a man because his ex is a lesbian. It's so weird. Yeah, they're like, you couldn't keep her straight. What, yeah, what are we doing? Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> yeah, and, and that it was just, n- okay. Okay, we can talk about friends forever. Um, and I also have, I have a, a weird thing to add to this question after we ask it. So to you, uh, Eloise, Watching Sesame Street, who is the star of Sesame Street? 
I've never watched. You've never watched Sesame, Sesame Street. Street, even. That's Elmo. Yeah. There's there you Elmo go. So it's Elmo. Elmo's the, the star. The big duck. The big duck. It's the big bird. I think it's the guy in the trash can. Is your star? Yeah. Okay. I think Just it was Elmo I because you said Elmo first. Yeah, but that it's the only name I think I know. Is Miss Piggy in no, Sesame No, Miss Piggy's Street? a Muppet, not a... Oh, that's not the same. Oh, I've never... Ooh, awkward. It's fine. The that's trash okay. guy. The trash man. Oscar. Oscar. There's a comedy bit out there that's like, it's real weird that they let one of their guys live in a trash can. <laughs> They all have houses, and they just walk by have them you every heard day, about the and they're weird just like, hey, trash friend. <laughs> Hello, trash boy. <laughs> have you heard about the weird Sesame Street news? I don't like it. There's a Sesame Street news drop this week, and I do not like it, and I don't have what not watched it. What is it? So they're starting in 2025, so not the next season, but the season after. Sesame Street is going to be the two, two 11-minute segments as opposed to, like, little sketches of, like, here, we're counting. Here, we're whatever. Uh, it's going to be, like, here's a little story about Elmo. Here's a little story. About, and I was, like, nope. Why are you worried, though? Because I was, like, that's not you Sesame Street. You are not a child watching Sesame as Street As a child anymore. who did watch Sesame Street with ADHD, little two, three-minute sketches. Well, maybe that's good for their attention span. No, little solid 11 minutes. It's weird. Well, because maybe here's the thing is like that What bugs me is that it's, like, it's that's every kid's show now is it's, Two short little episodes. Those little sketches, I was like, oh, you're learning. You get to put so much more, like, diversity on sta on screen if you want to. Like, here's this. I'm learning to count in Spanish. I'm learning to count in French. No, no, no. And you're, like, jumping all over the place. Those, like, little 11-minute things, I was like, I feel you're not Sesame Street anymore. Here's the thing you don't have to worry about. Kids don't watch Sesame Street anymore because it's not streaming everywhere. Well, but American they kids do, I feel. Uh, what is it called? Coco Coco Melon. Coco Melon. If it's not on YouTube and it's not on Netflix, yeah. the kids aren't watching it. That's not true. Bluey. Bluey's on Disney Plus. Dis if same Blue difference. Bluey's so good. Everyone loves Bluey. All I'm saying is oh if you can't God. easily pull it up on your phone to give to your kid when you're pushing the stroller, yeah. they're they're not watching it. Yeah. Right. I work at the children's hospital. I you I'm, see I'm a lot down of with iPads. what kids are watching. Yeah. <laughs> Scott, question number three. Look at this man with his glasses. <laughs> All right. What piece of media has been formative in your life? So that's to be like song, movie, comic, like something where you like you consumed the media and you were like, oh, shit, this changes the way I think. Does it have as to go artist. with my book or just no, in general? No, 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 like just in general. You as could be a like, person. If you said your own so book, hard. if you said your own book, that would be like <laughs> real brave. <laughs> <laughs> Ballsy, ballsy. Oh Just God, be like no. the most important piece Naked. of media. Oh Confessions of Have you guys heard of uh, this yeah. incredible... Um, oh, that is such a hard question because I, I think for me the, the media I, I indulge in the most is uh, movies. Like I mm -hmm. love, I adore movies and there's just so many. I'd say... So something that like maybe like made you want to be creative or I think Scott or made Pilgrim versus the oh. World the movie. I really really like that. That's an That's a it's a bold choice to say the movie. I've Over never the read the comics. Which 
I know. I'm a comic artist, but that bananas. is it's, it's on my it's on my list. Go, but it's stop, just because I the first the time I saw over. it. Go home, read the comic. The first time I saw the movie, I was really young, and I was still in school. Like all the art I was producing was like on back of tests, and like yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't like there taking art seriously. Like when did when were the when did the movie come out? I saw it as a young teen. I think I was maybe 14 when I saw it the first time. And it I had never seen a movie like that. I had never seen a movie, like, directed like that with, like... And with the mix of, like, mi video games and comics. And it really... It made me want to create a lot. Did and it was really funny also. Do you remember watching the trailer? No. Okay. Because the I trailer made me mad. Yeah. Really? Well, yeah. So yeah. And I didn't even know the comic existed yeah. also when I the when comic I saw book it. oddly is formative for me in my consumption of, of comic books. Really? That was, I was, that was like your first indie book. It almost was. <laughs> yeah, I was in the comic book shop and I was picking up my X Men comics, and a guy just in line next to me was like, "Hey, have you read Scott Pilgrim? Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> you're like, really? you should buy it. Not not the not the shop owner, just a guy in line. <laughs> just a guy. And he took it off the shelf and he put Scott, it on my stack. Take this. <laughs> and I, I was like, okay, this is so weird that I have to buy it and i read it and the idea that it's a video game and that scott yeah. is a you know kung fu best fighter in toronto is not announced and when you turn the page and you're like he throws this huge spin kick and you're like the comic oh, the comic really? it's, it's such a moment in the comics because you're reading like a sl very much like a slice of life like it could be like a stranger's in paradise or whatever else like that and he's like kind of awkward there's a little bit of i guess like mm, supernatural or sci-fi because like Ramona already has her little subspace transport yeah. as a delivery girl and but you're still kind of reading like oh it's a guy who has a crush on a girl and then when uh, the first evil ex-boyfriend shows up and is like I challenge you to a fight someone is just like like a character like as a throwaway they're like don't doesn't he know that Scott's the strongest fighter in the province <laughs> and you're reading the comic and you're like what is happening and then you see Scott's like boom like poses and really? then the the next like six pages is splash pages of fighting, like, and oh you're like, you're like, god. what is happening in this book? Oh it's, my god, the yeah, kiki, yeah, yeah. So if you had I'm like doing if, that with, tonight, yeah, with no frame of reference, that reveal in the comics is like amazing. You're really? like, what is this comic and even about? The movie does that, but the trailer shows like the first the, fight, the, the fight and uh. the sword and the coins flying everywhere, and you're like, oh, you took away the best. Really? The best like it's, like it's like the best reveal. I, maybe for me it was like a great watching experience because I had no clue what it was. I d hadn't seen the trailer. It was just my sister. She told me, oh, I, I heard that was good. Let's watch it together. And it's just visually for me it was crazy to see a shablam written on the yeah. screen when he's punching someone in the face. That like shook me to my core. We had so, so the true story, uh, Sarah and I picked up this. Sarah's my wife. We picked up the we we read Scott Pilgrim together, yeah. like and, and, and by together I mean like like literally like like side by side with the page being like are you done yes turn page that's so are cute. you done yes turn page like not like reading it to each other like just like one book two people oh. we we read issue seven which was like the final issue read issue read issue seven and went to the movie on the Friday that was our we were like what? we were like we have to finish reading issue seven before six, the movie six. comes out six six yes six which seven evil Seven evil boyfriends, but two of them attack at the same time. Six issues. <laughs> if, if you make a sequel to Naked, yeah. 
please, 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 for, for me, personally, <laughs> for no one else, for me, if you do nothing else, talk to your publisher to make sure the spines are the same. Because Scott Pilgrim changes halfway through in my series, it goes one, two, three, four, five, six. No, in it. Yeah, like really? the number, like the, the line, the writing go, numbers go vertical, and then the numbers change horizontal. They fixed it with the color edition, I think. Though. I know, but my bookshelf makes me itch every time I walk by it. Oh my god, that is very good advice. <laughs> I didn't know that was even worse. A thing that worse could than happen. that. Mm-hmm. Worse than that. One of my other friends, you know, like if you know Penny Arcade, the webcomic. Yeah. They I, they straight up it happened to you too. I, they straight up changes change the size of their books. No. So yeah. By like that is a sin. By like a quarter inch. Yeah, it's not like no. it's not like a massive change. Whoop. Uh. That is horrible. Oh my Where's god. The oh. other one about the other Scott Pilgrim gag that Sarah called out. So like when uh, when he kills or when he kills when he beats the vegan and the mithril skateboard pops up and he was like, <laughs> Oh man, I didn't like I didn't multi class into skateboarding in high school. I can't use this. <laughs> and Sarah was like, Yo, that's true. Like if you don't learn skateboarding in high school, you like you can't like a skateboard is useless to you. It's that's like a four so true. it's a complete foreign object now that you're in your twenties. You're so like true. I'm not about to start skateboarding. That's Who was what was <laughs> The director. It's Edgar Wright. Edgar That's Wright. what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that Shaun also that movie everything. made me discover Edgar Wright, and yeah. then I watched like Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz. What's the the last world's one? The end. The world's end. And I was like, it kind of opened my eyes to like a world of comedy mm-hmm. that like blew me away. And I was like, oh, I didn't know you could be that funny, like that you could make those types. Those types of jokes were possible, and mm-hmm. it like really inspired me uh question number four that's last yes second yes so the question uh comes from james mcgee uh james mcgee is a uh improv improviser improvising performer an improv teacher he does like um i I was gonna say seances but that's not right like you can hire him professionally to come to your office and like do these workshops and stuff like it's very cool workshops But there's more. James is also um, an independent wrestling promoter. So in Uh. addition to doing improv, he is the promoter for Battle War that do monthly events at Fofen Electric. What? James leads leads a life. (laughs) To (laughs) to put it lightly, he's a dude. Cool. Um, He wants to know, what is Montreal's best hamburger? No fast food. That is a really hard question. We talked about this one for a while. Sarah was like, mm-hmm. we were recording this one at my house. It was me, Lauren. The best hamburger? The best hamburger. He's, James is, and he was like, James is like a fast food hamburger guy by default. Even though, he, like, his, his wrestling name is, his wrestling name is Twiggy, and I've known him for, like, <laughs> a while. And the fact that he eats, like, garbage all the time and is still, like, 130 or 140 pounds is wild. It's like wild. You know to me. what? I'm gonna He's go with the shape. classic, and it might not be the best burger, but I think because of its status as a classic and a Montreal pillar, I would say the hamburger at Le Fameux Corner Mont Royal Saint Denis. Okay, 
Uh, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Le Fameur? Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. the diner that's been <coughs> there for like Did it, I was going to say, is it still open? Or yeah. I, I thought I, I, thought oh I God, Yeah, I work right next to it. Okay. It's been open for like, because I was going to say Five Guys, but that. No, but, that's a, but, that's a, but that's fast food, I think. That's I think fast five, food. I think Five Guys counts so as I'd say the Fameur. I've only yeah. eaten there very drunk. And it's every good. time it was delicious. It's good. The Fameur is good because I. The Fameur, I was going to say, I was like, I thought that it was maybe one of those like. Covid closures. Like I remember, no. it was in the news. As oh my god, it will never close. You say Le that. Fameur, I think the oh. Fameur will. <laughs> There's be the age difference again because it will be a Montreal <laughs> institution forever. I Maybe I, I just jinxed it. <laughs> yeah, I, was I hope say. for you, but those closures are sad. When yeah, they there, were, there, were, there were a lot of places when I was 27 where I was like, Montreal Institution, and they're like gone. <laughs> I know, like, uh, did you guys know L'Escalier? The bar L'Escalier? Maybe. It was it was amazing. It was so cool. There were like a bunch of rooms. They would do like shows. Sometimes there would be multiple bands at the same time. Oh, that's cool. You would like, oh, I'm tired of this vibe. I want to go somewhere else. And it closed down like two years ago. Well, in 2020. A lot of, a lot of places. Really sad. What was it? Uh, catacombs. Never. I don't know if you know Catacombs. It was like it a met sort of rings a bell. It's like a metal venue that's right near Saint-Laurent Metro and I was like what always what bugged me about the fact that it closed is like every like pillar in it was like it was like a metal show yeah. place and it was like every pillar had like all of these like sculpted skulls. There were so what? many like skulls and I was like man that's such a bummer that it's just gonna get gutted because like people put so much time yeah. and love into like let's cover this entire place in skulls. Like, not, not like pictures like 3D yeah. like sculpt. Like, and again, from, like, the 90s, like, not 3D printed or whatever. Like, somebody was making these skulls <laughs> out of, like, carving foam everywhere. And I was like, That's these insane. poor people. Uh, Licks also. Licks. Sphinx. Sphinx, too. Co yeah. Goth club. Food-wise, the, uh, what do you call La it? The croissanterie for me. Croissanterie? Yeah. Don't know croissanterie. It was across from Astro. On St. Catherine. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was run by this guy who was four foot eleven. He was Eastern European, and I would go get new comics and then go to the croissanterie uh, and get a ham sandwich. Isn't Astro closed? Astro's closed. But yeah. Astro's yeah, 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 Astro. There's a coffee shop that closed right next to my mm. old apartment called Moods Bonar. I was really sad about that one. Oh, it was like they had no Wi-Fi. It was a coffee where you couldn't go to work. And they, everyone was very social that worked there. So at, every time you would go, everyone would just be speaking with everyone. Super small. And yeah. they closed like two months ago. KGB? KGB, KGB is, I think, still... <coughs> no, it's gone. It's gone, gone, yeah. gone? Because I remember it got smaller. Then it got gone. Yeah. The KGB up on uh, Saint Laurent and Saint... I don't know that one. Yeah, well... It's gone now. Sad. So it's, it's Very all sad. Uh, Eloise, what question do you want to ask our next guest? <sighs> you guys should have told me this before I no, came. It's more that's fun so hard. It's more fun to get you on. The, that's why I told you at the beginning of the thing. So you had a few minutes to like have it in your head. That's so hard. <laughs> what could be a fun question to ask? Any question. So I really like the hamburger at Green Stop. It's Green just Stop. a regular flat top pan pressed burger. Uh, not Green Spot, <coughs> Green Stop. Green Stop. Is that the one? No, in Green Spot. Green Spot. Green on Spot in Villimar. Yeah. No. no, 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 no. The one in St. Henry. Yeah, on Green and, and Notre Dame for like a greasy diner burger. 
That's a good one. Uh, I, I, I put, keep thinking. Don't listen to us. Don't listen one. to me. You have the question? You ready for the question? Right. Okay. I'm ready. You guys Go, don't yeah. want to talk about your burger? I mean, we can talk about burgers <laughs> all the time. We're just filling air. We're filling time. I, was, I, was I hope it's a good question. I low don't know if it's Low-key low Cosmo burgers were, like, yeah. not necessarily. I don't know if there were a top. But like no 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 I get it I get but it. you're just sort of like you're like it was not a disappointing burger. Okay, like, you guys like really know your stuff. Yeah, I swear to God, when you asked the question, <laughs> my mind was blank, and especially like burgers. Notre Dame de Boeuf. No, false. The classic with too the fried much, egg on top. Too much shit on it. No, the classic with the fried egg on you're it. Putting too much. Have you tried Ile de Garde? They're really good. It's just like sixteen bucks for a burger, which I don't agree with. Yeah, I just sixteen. That's too many stupid dollars. Burger. But you've already put that's an egg on it. That's too much, man. No, no, I like, <laughs> I like, I like an egg on my burger. But that's why I started with the green spot. It's I know, it's I agree, good. I agree, I agree. Eloise, what question do you want to ask? Um, it's answer? kind of a mean question. Okay. For the next we're person, but I think it. it's fun. Scott um, and I will answer it also. What is though. one of the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you? One of the. Doesn't most have to be the most. Oh. It can be. So this is like oddly thematic. You're just like oh I opened God, up. That's true. I opened up everything about let's my embarrassment. Raw. Now let's let's rip open some wounds <laughs> for you guys. Do you have one? I have one I, I, that I immediately springs to mind. Like trauma. The like, trauma. Like it, and, and, and the thing is, that it's not. It's it's not sexual. It's just that it's a it's a childhood thing. Yeah. And I may have talked about it on the show before even <laughs> because it's just like it's 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 you know. Uh, where they talk about like core memories, like a memory that's like so it changed you so vivid that it like just last was I was going from I it was either first day of or not it was I think it was either it was during the summer between preschool or the summer going into kindergarten I don't remember which so, so that's I was like, like how old like, like six like six, three seven? or four oh yeah, whoa yeah, like yeah. A young like super super young. And it was the summer before, and the idea was it was like a week or two before, like, sessions started. So the parents could bring all their kids to the park, and they would, like, mingle. So then when the first day of school, it wouldn't be like, I don't know anybody. Yeah. It'd be like, I remember you from the park two weeks ago, even if you didn't know anyone. And I was like, I had it, like, very, very set in my mind. I was like, I'm going to wear my brother's cool... Uh, like motocross shirt. Uh-huh. It was like a baby blue shirt with like a motocross doing a stunt. I was like, coolest shirt I own. I'm gonna wear that. Set a good first impression and like whatever else. And I was like, I had my outfit picked out and everything. And was like, this is it. This is gonna be it. And I guess like it was nerves or something. Like my mom takes me to the park. I got to the park and I was like, Bleh. I'm just like threw up all no. over myself. <laughs> <laughs> and like In I remember, like you got out. I, I don't know if anyone saw it, but my mom was like, like, we have to go and get you cleaned up. And I was like, no. like <laughs> I'm like, this is my one chance. <laughs> like I'm wearing the cool shirt. My mom's like, you're mom, covered, you in, you're covered in throw up. I you know, need like, the shirt. You're going to go home. And it was just like, it, it just like, I don't no. even know who saw, but I was just like, I was like in my mind, I was like, this my is the first day of the rest of my life. Ah. This is how I like set it up. <laughs> this is how I'm going to be, blah, just throw up all over myself. I, and I was like, it just—it's so seared in my memory of like. That's so funny. Like what? The, like, and I don't even know what my life would have been like if That's I like so went funny. there with the shirt because I you never grow got to. Up experience. Because you were anxious. I might have. Like, it might have just Yo. been an anxiety. Like, I—I I don't really—I don't remember really feeling that sick. I just. But like also, that, kids—they just puke. 
Yeah, for yeah, sure. That's but just it was a that like thing. it was I couldn't go and meet these new cool kids oh. and <laughs> I couldn't like meet these cool kids wearing the coolest shirt I yeah. own cuz I like I threw up and I remember like going to my mom being like we can still make it I'm like crying <laughs> and I'm like like we can oh make no. this like my mom is like no I'm just putting you in the car and driving home we're at the that's park so we're, we're 2 minutes away from home you're just not doing this but yeah that was just like it's seared in my memory of like oh my god like such embarrassment that's at such cute. a tiny little age that's really not that bad. It's not that it's bad. It's really cute. I, I don't think it's like in retrospect, it's not the most embarrassing. But I was like, but I was like, it's such a like, like I still, like it was so you can't like see it. searing in my mind that it's like thirty six years later. <laughs> you can and still I'm still taste like I was like oh no, like it was like it was just that that feeling of like you're so hyped for something and then it's like stolen from you oh and you're like God. and you feel stupid because you're like oh my God. Like, in the most embarrassing way. It wasn't, like, scheduling. You're like, no, I just barfed on myself. It's really sweet. I have, like, a few <laughs> oh my God. that are, yes. like, normal and, and, like, awkward TV primetime things. Like, <laughs> I fell asleep in high school once, and I woke up, and the teacher was yelling at me, and I called her mom. Oh, uh, that sucked. No. Um, I played basketball all through high school, and for some reason in my head... I thought that meant I could play basketball in CGEP. So I tried oh, yeah. out <laughs> for the Dawson AAA basketball team. And oh, no. in the first tryout, I got dunked on by another white guy. <laughs> and the coach was just like, you should just go. You're now. not. You're not. <laughs> like, I didn't even get to finish the tryout. It was what? just like, you can, you can put your <gasps> pants back on and like. Change out of your go home. Oh yeah. my god, that's rough. Yeah. Like five um, years of playing basketball, and they're just like like I won a yeah, I won city home, medals jam. and stuff, and they're just like you are yeah, too, yeah. you are too short and that's too rough. <laughs> oh my god, get in, McIver. Damn uh, it. I got I was with a girl and we were having sex outside, and we got caught by the cops, and that was pretty pretty embarrassing. Did someone like call the cops on you or I mean it was downtown it so maybe really could have happened <laughs> no. could have been but the, like in the spirit of this episode of like shame uh, I'll tell you this one hang on just, just quick yeah. in the spirit of this episode of this episode I got married when I was like 21 which is the actual real world most embarrassing thing that I've ever you got married <laughs> well I mean you were you're an ex-Jehovah's Witness yeah not to uh. a Jehovah's Witness though that's what's the insane part it was a uh, a <laughs> Ultimate um, act of rebellion. It was a me- it was a mess of my own design. It wasn't really? a joke. Yeah, no. Is and that Sarah? No, 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 no. Another the, one. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. You it were was, married twice. I was married twice. The first one was to a the bachelor, a, a bad world. person. Really? <laughs> yes. Not a great girl at oh all. My God. It was a, very a, a bad fit. A ba- very bad fit. That that's probably the most embarrassing stupidity. How long did you guys like date before you got married? Together? We had dated for like two or three years, so it wasn't Whoa, like coming. it wasn't bananas. It was still <gasps> stupid. Married at twenty one. Yeah, that's it was crazy. very very. But it was also very like I'm twenty one and I'm invincible. Like I'm never gonna die. Yeah, exactly. Uh, nobody makes mistakes at twenty one. Like, I know who I am. Yeah, it big 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 those vibes. <laughs> big those vibes. And when I look back, I was like, "Whoa, that yeah, was." Yeah, of course I know her. I met her when I was nineteen. Yeah, exactly. That's it. If I I know what love is. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, yeah very funny. very very stupid and very embarrassing. That's like funny. probably the big. I would say the biggest screw up of my life. Probably. <gasps> the biggest screw up of your life 
So far. Hey! So far! Yeah, that's so, it. I can, I can right. top myself. So this, this was like, <laughs> this is like actually embarrassing. This isn't like an embarrassing story. Uh, I dated a girl when I was 19 and 19-ish. And I broke up with her. And then I dated someone else. And then when that didn't work, she came back. This the first girl and was like, hey, I still like you. We should go. And in my head, I understood this is not a relationship. It was just for fun. Yeah. And, and for her, she thought this was like serious. a real serious chance. And then I started dating someone else. And no. I broke up with her. And then this other girl came, the first girl came back again. And she was like, now. And I did that another time. And broke up with that girl. And this first girl called me up, brought me to her house, had dinner. We had like a real like boyfriend, girlfriend kind of evening. And I left the next morning and she was like, I never want to see you again. Like, you are bad for me. You don't understand what I'm going through. And I feel like you're, you're just always hurting my feelings. She's like, a, str a straight call out on your bullshit. Yeah. Like. And like, at the time, I was like, but I never agreed to this. And now it that I'm... It doesn't always matter. It man. doesn't always matter. Yeah. And now I understand <laughs> that, like, it's, I never agreed to it because I wasn't paying attention to what yeah. her feelings were at all. But that feeling of getting dumped by someone that I didn't realize I was having a relationship with, an yeah. emotional relationship with, if not a, like, Facebook official relationship yeah. with, was so soul-crushing, embarrassing, and mortifying. And because, to me, she was just kind of a friends-with-benefits person, yeah. I had no social support for that at the time because I didn't really tell anyone that I was kind of falling back to her every time something didn't work out with someone and swallowed that for, like, a really long time. Really? And oh, that's to so this. To this day, I can remember walking down her front steps being like, what the fuck just I'm a, happened? I'm a piece of shit. I'm, I'm awful. I'm the bad guy in this story. Oh, uh, no. I no, had no, no, no idea no, no, no. that I was hurting her feelings so much until she said, like, thanks for last night. Leave me alone no, forever. You guys, I mean... I think um, she fucked up. Like you don't. No, I mean, no. You both, I was. I think you both are to blame for. You were taking things. it for granted, and maybe she wasn't being clear. But you were still taking it for granted. But not. I not think. only was she not being clear, but she wasn't respecting her own feelings. She wasn't respecting her own peace. Like sure. she knew. If you know, like it's kind of fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame sure. on me. You know. But that. But that's what I'm saying. But you still don't. It's not an excuse to no, like. No, no, no. I wasn't. Not I wasn't go back and again and again. I wasn't and careful again. with her heart. I, but that's, she wasn't that's what I either. Say. I think you both. I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. I get, I get both sides. Where it's just mm. kind of like, like one of the like. I understand she could have obviously been more like clear and communicative and everything else. But at the same time, you're like, you need to have a little bit of empathy to the of person. Course. Like, and that's oh what I think God, that Scott is course. saying is you're like you didn't, you weren't. Pro she was probably sending off vibes. Could she have been clear? Probably. Of course. But like she was probably I, certainly she was probably giving off big girlfriend at, vibes that you were like, "Hey, baby." At, at nineteen or twenty. I'm gonna <laughs> ignore this. At We're nineteen, at nineteen or twenty, I treated everything almost like a legal contract. If it's not said, if it's not explained, it's not explicitly listed, then it's every not, it does not exist. And and didn't understand that, you know. 
people had feelings and those feelings could start one way and could change and yeah. I just was almost purposefully oblivious to yeah, it. Yeah, was gonna say, there's like a willful ignorance yeah. almost yeah. to being like... I don't have to... But I think it's kind of like most problems between people. It's kind of like both... It's... I don't know. I've never seen a situation where one person is 100% in the wrong. No, it's you. always like a dynamic of the two. She was a nice girl and she was nice to me. And I shouldn't but have I'm been into her. But I'm it was definitely very... At the end for standing up for yeah, herself. Yeah, for sure. Like, she I broke the cycle. Like, character <laughs> development. I can, I, I, I'm, <laughs> I can be mortified by that and That's embarrassed by that. That's her third But I'm never... Get out of here, Scott. But I think also the Bang. fact that you but were never, mortified... But I've never been mad at her It's kind of a good sign. And, le like, the fact that you didn't want to talk about it with anyone is... Like, I feel like that shame and that embarrassment came from being self-aware that, like, yeah, I could have been nicer. And, like, I don't want to, like complain about this to my friends because I feel like the bad guy and I feel like a shitty person. And I would have to explain situation. everything. Yeah, right. <laughs> I couldn't just say I had which a bad is, day. Which is good. Which is a good sign. Like, mm. I mean, assholes don't normally care that they're assholes. That was another thing, incidentally. Uh, that Not that I objected to, but I was like, oh, that is true. In your book, when you were like, yo, guys don't look out for each other. Like, I was like, oh, man, but my friend crew really does. Really? Like, yeah. in, ter in terms of, like, like, like that that poor guy who was, like, I was like, oh, no, we would have had his back, like, that so hard. That was crazy. But, no, but, but like, going, Sejep, especially, like, 20 years ago, where there was, like, probably even, like, more macho, uh, toxic masculinity, yeah. whatever, flying around, the, the crew that, like, Scott and I were, like, a part of were 100%, like, this guy's had too much to drink. Let's make sure he gets home safe. Yeah. Like, and whatever else like that. Like, watched out for each other in, like, stupid ways yeah. in lots of times. Because like, I feel like for But for women, the most part, like, other, and as long as it wasn't, like, hang on. <coughs> I was going to say, watched out for each other a lot, unless it was hilarious. At which point, then we would see how far I would go. But, like, yeah. if someone was actually in trouble, I almost, I have very few recollections of being, like, in trouble and not having, like, other friends be, like, you're not doing so yeah. hot. Can we look out for you? I feel like a lot of our terrible adventures were made comfortably knowing that we weren't going to end up in the alley by ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, there, there's someone looking out for me. Even if that person was also very wasted. <laughs> well, was like I feel like in my experience, because of course I'm not talking about like every group of guys or whatever, I but I think it's, it's what I've noticed is that it's more common with women because we don't really have a choice. For sure, for it's sure. It's like if, ah, uh, ha, ha, if like a girl gets too drunk, it's not going to be, ah, oh, she's going to sleep in the alley and ha, she's going to wake up and say, it's like she's going to die. Like someone's no, 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 going to no. find I, her. I, like the, the point she's of the book was very, dead. was very like, and I, and I experiencing that like, obviously like with my, my wife is a very like small petite woman and she's like yeah she's like it's but i'm it's happy to hear that that wasn't your experience because sure, but a my ex-boyfriend it was the same his his uh guy gang was like very caring like very yeah, but there's like still a nurturing. lot of like a lot a lot of like macho like i said like and macho task toxic masculinity whatever for is like them. whatever it's his own fault and like it's it's like uh yeah we're we're switching bars and they're not even looking like if everyone's there you, they yeah. just go and like i've had i've known like guys getting drugged at bars and it like happens. taking like a girl's drink because she doesn't want it they get drugged no one's there to take care of them it's like it can be, ev like, even for men, it can be very dangerous and very scary for different reasons. But it's yeah. still, like, you're consuming, like, poison. 
in like a social setting with like hundreds mm-hmm. of strangers yeah, yeah, yeah. in like sometimes crazy weather in Canada. Like it can be really, really yeah. dangerous. And like, like just like I remember <laughs> here. The shows run way long. We usually go an hour, an hour and a half for audio. But it was just like, like I remember at one point in NDG, we were like throwing a Keithmas party. And my friend, <laughs> my friend did not live that far away. It was Mark. Oh, my God. And he used to live in the, in the apartment. So I kind of like understand what happened. But I was like panicked when the next morning I woke up and I, all of his stuff was there. Because it was like a minus 20, minus 30. And I was like, oh, shit. Like his coat. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. like, he went home without his jacket, gloves, hat. And I'm like, it was minus 20, minus 30. He didn't live super far away. Still. He, and, but I was like, I was like oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, turned out he got home. But like you said, it's like where we live. If he decided to, like, go to bed on a bench, he might have died. Because... It's minus 30 degree Especially weather. Especially when you're you know, cold. Like. Uh, when you're drunk, you don't feel Yeah, you have no idea. And it's very easy to like fall asleep. and. I think one of the other things with our group that we were lucky, we weren't particularly toxic masculinity so much as we were like the only trying to like entertain the we rest of us. We did make each other drink too much. That's yeah, part but of growing but up, I think, but exactly. But it was people. But it was mostly for jokes. It wasn't like, not you're not going to be a friend yeah. with us if you don't drink. You're a fucking pussy. Yeah. You don't except for the time where it was, <laughs> and it was a contest. It was specifically <laughs> except for a specific contest where it but was like, that one time. I mean, like I can remember you taking me to a party where I just decided to lie to everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all the time. You and everything to have a Scottish about accents. I th- yeah, told them I was yeah. from out of the city, and oh my god, I love doing that, just <laughs> like lying just, to strangers. Which is great until you meet them again and you forget Bro, the lies. I'm a tattoo artist, and I get paid cash a lot and I always like, when people question me on cash I'm like well, yeah well you know when you're a dancer like <laughs> it's often ca- and people are like <gasps> and when I'm with my friends I'm like oh my god shut the fuck up like why would you say that the funniest thing in the world I, I lied to everyone at this party that I did not know that I was a, a Scottish fashion photographer <laughs> I spoke <laughs> with so a fake good. accent the whole night except I met one of the people from the party like a week later and he's like hey how's it going I was like I'm fine how are it's you so like, it was your accent <laughs> And why are you on the city bus going to work in the morning? Like, what like, is oh going on? Oh, yeah, like, that's... Did Wes you keep up the lie? Yeah. <laughs> Did you keep up the lie on the bus? Or no, you I forgot. Oh, I, no. I had no idea who he was or why he was talking. Okay. That's was so funny, though. <sighs> All right. Yeah. Uh, so to wrap it up, where... I mean, ob- obviously, if you're listening to it Thursday morning and you're a hardcore person, go to Drawn and Quarterly. Hell if you're not, yeah. where do you... It's Pow Pow Press. Can you, oh, can you get it physically? Can you get it digitally? What is the What are the options? How can we get this book? Um, it should be in every library uh, where they sell comics in English. Uh, Pow Pow is pretty popular, so it yep. should be. If you're outside of uh, Canada, uh, the best is to ask your library to order it if you want it. Or I think you can buy a PDF version that's a bit cheaper from the Papa website so yeah, that's a great a, option a digital on yeah, yeah that's a great option because comics are pretty like physical comics can be very expensive mm-hmm. um yeah that's pretty much it's it's all on the Papa press website normally or on their instagram perfect awesome louise thank you so much for doing this it was a lot of fun yes. we had a great time chatting with you closing thoughts scott Everyone can read the book and and relate. I, everyone, I, I would say, should. Oh like, my god! No, but I'm just saying. Thank but I'm like, and, and, on, and on top of that, I was like, like maybe like, what's like the age limit? Like to me, like 14, 13, I 14. I think it's like very 
It depends. I know some 12-year-olds that sure. could read it. I know some 16-year-olds that shouldn't read it. That they're, they're I would have been really yet. like, really like, oh, cool in high school. Like I think, that, that would have been high school age is good. Yeah, which is like I think 13. I think 12, 13 is high school. But is that I right? Think You're a dad. Yeah, 12, 13 is high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, really? That's that true. young? <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if all 12 or 13-year-olds could, but that's definitely high school. Sure, but I'm saying I would have read it. I was uh, doing drugs. <laughs> if you're d- Whoa, if you're if your cool kid is doing drugs in high school, they here. can read naked. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That that's as a oh parent. Oh my god, yes, yeah. that is my. If your uh, kid's doing drugs, whatever kid your age your kid is doing drugs at, he can definitely read. That's naked. my public sim. <laughs> Kids uh, in high school doing drugs. Uh, and Luis, thank you so much for doing this. this thank great. you for having awesome. me. Hey there, loyal listener who listens to the show all the way past the closing credits. Um, thank you for listening to Go Plug Yourself. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, if you enjoy the show, I cannot stress this enough. Please tell people about it. We don't really have a budget for marketing or fancy facebook ads or putting up billboards on the street uh we really have to rely on word of mouth which uh basically means that if you listen to the show and you enjoy the show please uh share it link it uh tell your friends about it say hey there's this show called go plug yourself they talk to montrealers or people that have stuff going on in montreal or uh just people that have stuff to uh promote that we kind of care about we can we can go outside of montreal if we want to um yeah so just tell tell people about the show it's a it's a fun show we we like doing it a lot we've done it for over 200 episodes and it's in large part thanks to support from uh people like you um if you want to support the show at all you can go to uh, patreon.com slash nine to five cc and uh, throw a couple bucks our way it really helps with uh, the hosting fees for the most part we're really not trying to make a profit on this um and also if you want to be a guest on the show or you know someone who might uh, want to be a guest on the show you can uh, contact us either on facebook or on twitter there's a bunch of ways to find us uh and uh, and let us know and if the scheduling and the timing and everything works out maybe you can be the next person who uh comes on the show and uh, plugs something a uh, big thank you as always to leland beckman and oral turpitude who provided our theme songs and of course a thank you to uh all of the hosts that we have on the show uh walter j ling who technically retired but still sometimes hosts uh christopher vendito lawrence corber and uh, ines anaya uh all are all amazing goers and you should support them and their comedy and uh and all of that uh thank you for listening thank you for choosing go plug yourself uh as one of your from the millions of podcasts and have a beautiful day thank you 905.cc podcast blogs and comics made in montreal since 2011